This edition of Eternal Leadership has been brought to you by Halftime Institute. To receive a free copy of Bob Buford's classic book, Halftime, Moving from Success to Significance, just go to eternalleadership.com slash halftime. Welcome to Eternal Leadership, a show dedicated to equipping and inspiring leaders to accomplish what God has created in them. I'm Steve Ryder, and for the next number of weeks, we're going to be playing audio from the recent Strategic Philanthropy Global Summit that my partner, John Ramstead, helps lead. Today's speaker is our good friend, Kevin Knebel. Good morning, everyone. Tom Matson here, co-host of the Strategic Philanthropy Global Summit. We are at the start of day three. What an amazing first couple of days. Eight powerful, powerful speakers. And you know what? Today could be the best day ever. It's about building a tribe, building a tribe. As we talked about on the very first session, on the very first day, we're all building a movement, whether we know it or not. And some of us are just better at building a movement than others. And today we've got someone that is not only better at it, but outstanding at it. Kevin Knebel is an international speaker author, trainer, and executive coach whose clients include individual, small, medium, and Fortune 500 companies, an in-demand leading authority on social selling, relationship marketing, LinkedIn, and Twitter with a healthy dose of inspiration, transformational insight, and humor, even in his pre-interview, blended in for conferences, conventions, company trainings, and many other events. He's the co-author of The Social Media Sales Revolution, The New Rules for Finding Customers, building relationships, and closing more sales through online networking. And he's a contributing author to learn marketing with social media in seven days. His background is stunning. It includes being top salesperson for four different companies, including being top salesperson in the world for an international consulting company with over 300 salespeople in 15 countries. He's trained in hundreds of organizations, tens of thousands of professionals, on the most profitable uses of LinkedIn since about two months after it began. Uh, And I found this particular thing fascinating. For those of you that use LinkedIn a lot already, you're going to love this. If you don't use it a lot, you're going to want to after today. Uh, But if you use it a lot, Kevin has 1,853 recommendations on his LinkedIn profile, which is more than the other 420 million LinkedIn users. (laughs) He's been married for 21 years to a woman he met when she booked him to play piano at her wedding to another man. That's a story and a half, I have a feeling. Um, And uh, it even says that, like myself, he has the face for radio. You can reach Kevin at kevinknebel.com. John, you have some personal insights you want to share to introduce Kevin. I want to throw it over to you. Well, Kevin, I'm so excited to have you on the summit today. Well, first of all, welcome, my friend. Thank you, John. And if if people follow our podcast, we have a podcast called Eternal Leadership. And as we were putting this together, we just wanted to bring out some of the best thought leaders and just leadership and business and faith and pulling all those things together. And my friend and co-host, Steve Ryder, introduced me to Kevin. And as I was actually, I was coming out of this recovery from this accident and, and was building a coaching practice and something I hadn't done before. And I took everything that you're going to learn and what Kevin's going to share today, and I applied it. And I did it consistently, and Kevin became just a great mentor. But out of that, we had a six-figure launch of the business. Uh, We've been growing our influence. We've been growing our platform. And Kevin, you've been a big part of that. And in your episode, um, we need to have you back on, because on the podcast, it's one of our most downloaded and listened to episodes now in 154 countries. People love what you have to share. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being here, my friend. 
Thank you, John. And thank you, Tom. What a, what a kind, kind introduction. So thanks so much. And I love your dog in the background. So oh, did Sadie get up off the couch? Come here. Sadie's enjoying. She's like, thank you. my companion dog. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so, so much for the kind introduction. It is an honor to be here. I'm excited. I apologize to everybody watching this. I'm kind of scruffy. I went skiing at Vail yesterday. I'm kind of sunburned, but at least I'm wearing my Broncos hat because we won the Super Bowl. Just a little. <laughs> in case you didn't notice, you know. And I'm wearing my Broncos orange here. So yeah. yeah layers of orange. That's good. And your face is kind of orange after skiing, too. So that's good. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a Broncos fan. So so thank you for the kind introduction. Yes, um, I did marry a woman who booked me to play piano at her wedding to another man. Uh, she never married that loser. And um, I, and we've been married for 21 years. I overmarried way above my station in life. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride. So I'm very excited to share um, with you all what we're going to talk about here today. And I think what I'm going to do is just kind of give you a little bit of context. Um, I decided many years ago, what, what I used to do for a living many years ago was I actually was a piano player in New York City. I never in a million years would have imagined I'd be in business or anything like that, but I was a pianist. I ended up meeting Beautiful. My wife's name is Karen, but I call her Beautiful. I ended up meeting Beautiful and uh, <laughs> marrying her. Uh, obviously, there's a backstory there. And then I figured out very quickly that late nights and smoky bars wasn't going to cut it in a family life. And I got into sales and that was completely outside of my comfort zone. But I had some great mentors early who taught me that long-term success in sales and business um, really comes down to relationship skills. Because we all know that all things being equal, people do business with and refer business to people who they know, like, and trust. So when I first got into sales back when the earth was cooling in 1992, <laughs> so, is it okay? I'm originally from New Jersey. I got moved to Colorado 12 years ago in the witness relocation program. Is it okay, John and Tom, if I just like occasionally talk a little bit Jersey? No, yeah, Jersey's problem. good. We love right. Jersey. Because, you know, if you're in sales and you're listening to this, just remember that timid salespeople have skinny kids. Okay. So, so you can't, you can't be too thin skinned. So when I got in sales, you, you know, like you've heard the concept of a comfort zone. I'm a right brained artsy fartsy piano player, musician with 18 inch long hair. And then a sex change would have been more in my comfort zone. Okay? <laughs> to, go, to go from being a piano player to being in sales, I was... That's before marijuana was legal in Colorado. I, I, <laughs> I was a modium depend scared. So, so I got into sales and, I, and I, I really took that sentence to heart. When I first heard all things being equal, people do business with and refer business to people who they know, like, and trust, I got to tell you, 25 years later now, after I heard that sentence for the first time, I've come to realize that that sentence must have had a stronger impact on me than a lot of other people. Now, I'm not saying that like I'm some enlightened Buddha, but I took that sentence literal, all things being equal. So let's assume that you're good at what you do. You have a, a fairly priced product or service. You're in a market that sees value in what you do, all things being equal. People do business with and refer business to people who they know, like, and trust. So when I heard that, I went, well, duh. Then my first course of action should be to get really good at my product and service to make things all things equal. But beyond that, shouldn't my time really be invested in becoming more knowable, likable, and trustable? Uh -huh. Now, as obvious as I just made that sound, that eludes like 99% of the people in business. Because they think, oh, I'll just get more letters after my name and that'll increase my credibility. Or I'll, I'll, you know, whatever it is they think that's going to make people do business with them, 
it's never going to come down to your skill set in your chosen discipline. Your clients and your prospects assume you're a black belt in your chosen discipline or you'd be doing something else, right? So the differentiator is always the personal connection. It's always building the relationship. This isn't a kumbaya group hug moment. It's always going to come down to whether they know you, like you, trust you. So having said all that, I'm a couple fresh short of a Happy Meal. I'm not that bright. So I started saying to myself when I first got into business, how do I get people to know me, like me, and trust me? And I came up with three ways to do it. But the challenge is the first two ways don't work so well. So I'm, <laughs> I'm originally from Jersey. So that so book I, didn't sell too well. The first book didn't sell too well. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, so being from Jersey, I immediately thought of a way that I could get people to, to, to know me. I said, okay, what I could do, if I want to do business with John Ramstead, and John Ramstead couldn't pick me out of a lineup, number one, I could threaten his family. That will get his attention. But that, but that doesn't work so well because then he doesn't want to do work with me and he puts me in jail. Number two, I could show up at his office with a bag full of 20s and I'd get his attention. But I'm not going to go to the bank and take out a bunch of money and go to his office and hand him a bag full of 20s. So I came up with option number three. And it's so unbelievably simple. But it's only simple if you have the pay it forward mentality. I started figuring out early that if I want to get somebody's attention, the best way to do it, short of threatening their family or giving them cash, is to offer them something that they would see value in. Don't read into this thinly veiled sales pitch. Something that they would see value in without any strings attached. So I said, okay, why don't I do that? What I'll try and do is I'll get better at networking. I'll get better at creating, nurturing, and deepening relationships with people because if people know that I have a sincere interest in them and I can pay it forward and maybe I can open some doors for them, the likelihood of me ultimately transacting some form of business, whatever that is, client, referral source, strategic alliance, networking partner, whatever it is, the likelihood of us doing business together is exponentially higher if I've proven that I'm knowable, likable, and trustable than if you couldn't pick me out of a lineup. Does that make sense, guys? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can I, take over, can I take over and show, show something? Please. Yes. All right. Hang on a second. Here we go. So back in the old days, when the earth was cooling, I read two books that had a profound impact on me. And as time goes by, they continue to have an even deeper impact on me. One is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I don't care how sophisticated technology gets. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to connecting with people. So I did not read that book. I studied it. (laughs) Read Street Signs and Menus study books. I read that book so many times that I could recite all 30 chapter summaries from memory first thing in the morning, every single morning when I get in, and I've been doing it for over 20 years. File this in the TMI section, okay? Too much information. Every morning in the shower, out loud, from memory, I'm reciting all 30 chapter summaries because I know when I wake up in the morning, First thing I do, I look at the ceiling and I say, thank you, Jesus. I'm awake. It's another day. I look around. Any day I wake up without a chalk line around my body is a good day. I'm originally originally from New Jersey. Jersey. (laughs) And I I say to myself, okay, my success today is almost 100% contingent on my ability to add value to other people. Hmm. And my ability to add value to people is almost 100% contingent on my mindset, on me wanting to do the right thing and add value. So I get up every day and I recite how to win friends from influence people while I'm in my shower. Okay. Then I read another book called Swim with the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive by, by um, 
Harvey McKay. Now, if you don't know who Harvey McKay is, and if you're under 30, you're a punk or a punkette, but you probably don't know who Harvey McKay is. Harvey McKay is a guy that years ago created an envelope company. Now, envelopes are not sexy business, okay? So he invented an envelope company, and he used to give his, his salespeople something called the McKay 66. And it was basically 66 questions that you would try to get the answers to when you met with your prospects. Because the more you know about people, the greater the likelihood that you can create a sincere, authentic relationship with them. The challenge was, before Al Gore invented the internet, you didn't have the ability to do your homework on people. So the only place you could get the answers to the questions was face-to-face. And you can't sit down with a guy named Tom and say, all right, Tom, shut up. I got a couple questions for you. Where'd you go to college? What's your wife's name? What's your favorite booze? Do you like to, you know, what's your sport? Because it's an interrogation and you throw you out of the office. Mm -hmm. So in the old days, it would take you time to learn about the people that you want to create relationships with. Well, I got on LinkedIn. So back back in the old days, that's when I first got in sales. I liked, I, I already took a sincere interest in people. So I liked the Dale Carnegie stuff. And I liked Harvey McKay's simple approach to learning about people. And I did that and I did very well. And I became a top salesperson for numerous companies. Fast forward, 2003, dumb luck, divine intervention. It's a thin line, whatever, however it happened, I get an invitation to get on LinkedIn within 60 days of the launch. So LinkedIn launched on Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May, 2003. In July of 2003, I get on LinkedIn. The first time I opened up LinkedIn, I almost fell out of my chair because it was a Rolodex. Now, if you're watching this and you're under 25 or 30, you don't even know what, in the old days, we had this round thing. You would put business cards in it. It was crazy, right? So that was a Rolodex, right? (laughs) So I get on LinkedIn the first time and I see it's a Rolodex and I say to myself, oh my gosh, this is an online Rolodex. Whatever success I've had as a top salesperson wasn't because I was a press hard three copies, bottom on zeros, price goes up on Monday kind of closer. The success I had in sales was because I create, nurture, and deepen relationships that lead to endless referrals. Well, that happens when you take a sincere interest in people. So I get on LinkedIn the first time and I go, oh my gosh, everything that it used to take me six to 12 months to learn about people, now I know in six to 12 minutes when I look at their LinkedIn profile. So I get on LinkedIn and I start going, oh my gosh, I'm going to use this in my sales efforts. And I did. And it went, it went crazy. It worked extremely well. And then I you know, became a speaker and all that kind of stuff. So I, I wanted to give you the backstory before I show you exactly how I've developed a system over the last 20 years or so, which has really resulted in a 99% by invitation and referral only business. Now you might be listening to me right now saying, but Kevin, you're not in the business I'm in. You don't understand my situation. Listen to me closely. You with me? Everybody's with me, right? I don't care what business you're in. I don't care if you're the best person in the world at what you do. If people don't know you, like you, and trust you, you're just really good at something on an island somewhere with Tom Hanks and a volleyball named Wilson, okay? (laughs) Especially in a more and more interconnected, over-caffeinated, hyper-competitive Mach 5 with your receding hairline on fire world, you better be getting better and better at helping people understand that it's all about relationships. So I'm going to show you, first thing we're going to do is we're going to jump on LinkedIn for a couple minutes so I can show you how to find the people that you want to add value to. Notice I didn't use the word sell to. By the the way, I always think it's ironic that a guy that was the top salesperson in the world for four companies often doesn't use the word sales. I use the word relationships, right? If I want to create, nurture, and deepen a relationship with somebody, the likelihood of us actually transacting money is far greater than if I don't create a relationship. So I'm in the conversation and relationship business. So are you. 
You just might not know it, mm-hmm. but you're in the conversation and relationship business. Okay. So I'm going to show you a couple things on LinkedIn because I've learned after 13 years of teaching LinkedIn, I've learned that most people don't know what I'm about to show you. Okay. So I'm going to show you how to identify the people that you want to create a relationship with, whether that's sales, referrals, whatever. Then I'm going to show you how to open the door in such a way that doesn't get the door slammed in your face. And then I'm going to show you my very simple high-tech, high-touch system to stay top of mind in a way that's never slick, salesy, awkward, or creepy. Okay? And this is how I've created for myself and for a lot of my clients a 99% by invitation and referral only business. So is that okay, everybody? You're all on mute. I'm assuming you're nodding. Okay. So let's keep going. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over to this thing called LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn's been around for about 12, 13 years, 420 million users worldwide, two to five new users per second. This is not designed to be an exhaustive LinkedIn training program. I do nine, 10, 11 hour LinkedIn training programs. I'm going to do this for about the next five or 10 minutes tops. Then we're going to shift gears. But if you want to do business with a certain type of people, you know what, let me take one step back. I decided years ago, I'm a big believer that if God has blessed you, you should bless other people. Now, I'm not saying that I'm running around wearing five Rolexes and lighting cigars with $100 bills, but man, oh man, have I been blessed. And by the way, so have you, right? Matter of fact, the more you realize you've been blessed, actually the more blessed you become, but that's a conversation for another day. So so I decided a long time ago that on any day that I'm not running to an airplane, I speak in about one city a week around the world, so I'm on a lot of planes. On any day that I'm not on an airplane, I'm going to build an hour or two into my calendar as a way to just pay it forward and give back with no expectation of anything, okay? And I do that. I've been doing that for years. So it's very common for me on a daily basis when I'm not on a plane to be helping somebody with anything from sales, marketing, social media, coaching, whatever. So let me show you first how to find people that you might want to do business with. So here on LinkedIn, there's this feed, there's button to the right of the search box called the advanced search box. You may or may not fully know this box. So many people, even if they've been on LinkedIn for years, are not really familiar with this feature. So let me just give you a real fast overview of this because this will be very helpful for you regardless of your role or industry. If I go into this advanced people search, which I refer to as the holy grail, if I go into this and I'm looking for a particular type of person, let me give you an example of this. I can go into title and I can just say I'm looking for CEO. I can put anything I want in there, lion tamer, HR, sales, CEO, doesn't matter. I'm looking for current CEOs. If I wanted to find them in Bangladesh, I could go find them in Bangladesh. If I wanted to find them anywhere around the world, we can do it by zip code. If I wanted to find them in Seattle, I click look up, I type in Seattle, it gives me all the zip codes for Seattle. Okay, so anywhere I want to go. I'm just going to use my home zip code, 80132 Monument, Colorado. I'm going to do a 50-mile search for anybody. If I hit the search button right now, LinkedIn's going to search through 420 million people. Before you ask me if this is a premium feature, not as of the recording of this video, okay? But LinkedIn's always changing things, so, you know, whatever. So here, if I hit search, LinkedIn's going to search 420 million people on LinkedIn for anybody with CEO in their current job title within 50 miles of where I'm sitting right now. But before I hit that, I can break this down by any combination or any one of about 100 different industries. I can break it down by company they used to work at. I can break it down by did they go to my college or any college. I can break it down with, do they speak some German, some French, and some Italian like I do? 
I am a raving opera fan, so I love German, French, and Italian. But don't be fooled. I like Megadeth and Slayer and Metallica, too. Okay? So I can break it down by language. I can break it down by philanthropic endeavors. I can break it down by, are they not only CEO in title? Are they CEO in partnership or ownership? Or maybe I just want CEOs with 50 to 500 employees. When I say LinkedIn's a database, it is a database on steroids. Okay? So I'm just going to look for any CEOs within 50 miles of me on LinkedIn, regardless of any of these parameters. I hit search. LinkedIn pulls up 12,664 of these people. Okay. That's a lot. So, and I don't live in a highly populated area. I live in a town with like 10,000 people, but I'm 50 miles south of Denver. So I'm going to go to 25 miles and rerun the search. Now I've got 2,800. I'm going to go to 10 miles. At 10 miles, I'm looking for CEOs within 10 miles of my house. I have 311. Now, I'm going to say something that's ridiculously simple, which is something I'm really good at saying things that are ridiculously simple, okay? Because I keep things simple. Most people way overcomplicate things. I am all about reduction and subtraction. Most people are into multiplication. It's way too complicated. If you've been on this planet for any length of time, you figured out that the easiest way to start a conversation with another human being is to find something you have in common. This is simple. So... I look at 311 CEOs and I say to myself, what do I like to do for work when I'm not working? I like to ski. I like to golf. I like opera. I like concerts. I like movies. I like gourmet cooking. I like fishing. I'm just going to put golf in here. If I put golf in here and I hit search, it's going to look among the 311 people for anybody that has golf in their LinkedIn profile. Okay. I have no idea what's going to come up here. I've got nine golfers, nine self-identified golfers within 10 miles of my house who have CEO in their current job title, okay? Now, they may or may not be good prospects, but at least I know I'm going in the right direction. Watch what I do next. I'm going to try and move this little screen to the left. Now I hit save search. I'm going to call this 10 mile 80132 golfing CEOs. And I'm going to save that. Now, listen to me close, folks, because what I just did was I just created a saved search in my LinkedIn account. So now for the rest of my life or until I change it, anytime anybody on LinkedIn fits that search parameter, LinkedIn's going to notify me. So whether it's tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, Jane Doe moves into Palmer Lake and she's a CEO and she has golf in her LinkedIn profile. Tim Smith moves into Castle Rock. Little Jones moves into Colorado Springs. I'm not going to know that because I'm not psychic. Well, LinkedIn's, <laughs> but LinkedIn's effectively psychic. LinkedIn's searching for me 24-7, 365, based on any combination of parameters I set up. So let's say it's two months from now and Bill Smith moves into Larkspur, Colorado. I would never know that, but LinkedIn sees that Bill Smith has CEO in his current job title, lives within 10 miles of that zip code, and he, fits, and he has the word golf in his LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn sends me an email that says, Kevin, we found another person that fit your search parameter. Please click here to see who that person is. Did you hear me? If you're on this webinar right now and you're watching this and you are over the age of 25 or 30, this is insane. This is, we couldn't have dreamt of a tool like this 20 or 30 years ago. You're telling me, Kevin, that LinkedIn will search 24 hours a day for my best prospects, clients, networking partners, and strategic alliances down to eye color. And then when they find them, they're going to email me and notify me and not email the prospect. That's exactly what I just told you. Okay. So watch what I do next. Now I've got LinkedIn feeding me a 24 hour a day source of people that could potentially be interested in my product or service. But Kevin, that's all well and good. How do I get their attention? 
you do exactly what I told you before. You pay it forward. You offer to help them. So I operate by what I call my pay it forward business model. It's unbelievably simple. I will never ask another human being for anything without first offering them something that they see value in, not a thinly veiled sales pitch. So watch what I do. I don't know this man, Ron Mast, from a hole in the wall. I have no idea who this man is. I click on his LinkedIn profile, and now I can see whatever I want to see. Now, let's just clear up the are you stalking thing, Kev. If I'm looking at information on his LinkedIn profile, I ain't stalking. He wants me to know it. That's why he put it on his LinkedIn profile. Okay? So I can see he's a broker owner at this real estate company. I can go look at his Twitter feed. Let me ask you a question, people on mute. If I followed you around for a week and I listened to everything that came out of your mouth, do you think I'd get some insight into what makes you tick as a human being? Yes. <laughs> if I went and I looked at what you're tweeting and I looked and I see all what you're liking on Facebook and I went and saw what you're posting in status updates on LinkedIn, you think I'd get some insight into what makes you tick as a human being? Heck yeah, I would. Right? Mm -hmm. So here I look at this information and I just ask myself, does this guy look like the kind of person that I want to create a relationship with? Remember, create a relationship could mean sell to, could mean referral source, could mean whatever you want it to mean, okay? And I say, yeah, I think I would. But LinkedIn being the database that it is, LinkedIn is 420 million people with computer algorithms finding the hidden connections that you and I wouldn't know because we're not psychic. This right here tells me that we know at least one person in common because he's a second degree connection. Think of three links on a chain. It goes from me to somebody to Ron. So here, I just say, well, who do I know that knows Ron? And LinkedIn's going to show me who I know that knows Ron. So I just then make a judgment call. Do I know Lonnie well enough that I would want her to forward a message from me to Ron? Would it be better to get that through Lonnie or any of the other people we know in common? This is so simple. If I don't know any of these people that well, I'm not going to ask them to forward a message. But if I do know them well, let me give you guys a real simple sales IQ test. What would you prefer? Smiling and dying, trying to get past the gatekeeper, building rapport. Oh, my, did you catch that fish on the well? Leaving scintillating voicemails, emails, direct mail pieces that'll never get returned and position <laughs> Make sure that they never return your phone calls and they avoid you in the Walmart. Or would you rather get a warm introduction to your best prospect, client, networking partner, or strategic alliance through a mutual friend? Folks, this is an IQ test. Okay? That's a trick question. I like it. Very, very tricky. Yes. If it takes you more then 0.5 seconds to answer that, go get a cup of coffee, okay? So, so I see Lonnie here. Now, what's key is that you need, and again, I'm doing this fast for time constraints, folks. What's key is that I'm going to send a message to Lonnie that she's going to forward to Ron. Mm. What I really want you to hear is the wording behind what I'm about to say. Now, if Lonnie is somebody that I see is connected to a lot of people that I'd like to do business with, I'm probably taking Lonnie to lunch. And I'm probably having a conversation with Lonnie that says, hey, Lonnie, I was looking through LinkedIn. I can see that there's a lot of people that you're connected to that would probably see value in what I do. And I'm probably connected to a lot of people that would see value in what you do. Would you be open to a conversation about a mutually beneficial win-win referral relationship? Folks, this is an IQ also. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she's going to say yes. So now I'm teeing her up to introduce me to my best prospects. But maybe it's a one-off. A one so I'm going to send a message to Lonnie that says something like this. Hey, Lonnie, hope you're having a great start to your April. Would you be so kind as to forward this message on to Ron? 
Thanks so much. I appreciate it. God bless, Kev. Then I skip a space, and I know Ron's going to see that message that I typed to Lonnie. I want him to see that. And now I'm going to type the message to Ron that Lonnie's also going to see. She's not forwarding a blind message. She can see exactly what I'm going to write. Okay. Now, I'm about to tell you the t- what I use in my wording. But after years and years of teaching this, I know that there's many people that are sitting there with a notepad going, okay, give me the magic words, okay? First off, I'm gonna give you a gift at the end of this webinar where you're gonna get my template for free anyway. So relax, okay? Don't feel like you have to write every single word down. But what I want you to do is I want you to listen to what I'm about to say the way you would listen to a piece of music. When you put on the Beatles or Mozart, you're not putting it on to deconstruct it and look for chord sequences. You're not putting it on looking for the wrong note. You're putting it on for the feeling and the experience that it gives you, not to analyze it. So what I want you to do is I want you to just relax, take a deep breath, sit back and listen to what I'm about to say, knowing that you might use different words, but I want you to get the feeling behind what I say. If I can whet your appetite after years of doing this, I know that I have an 87% response rate on this message. Hmm. 87 people out of 100 are going to respond to me. Now, when we leave LinkedIn in a few minutes and I show you my high-tech, high-touch system, I'm going to show you then how I convert that response very easily and elegantly into a relationship that leads to revenue. I'm throwing a lot at you here. I hope I'm not confusing you. Bring it on. Love it. So here's the message that I would say to Ron. Hi, Ron. My name is Kevin Knebel. You don't know me from Adam, but it looks like you and I are good friends with Lonnie and a couple of other people. Isn't she awesome? I was cruising around LinkedIn. I came across your profile, and I'm all about paying it forward, and I'd love to prove it to you. Perhaps I'm connected to some individuals or organizations here on LinkedIn that would be beneficial for you to meet because they might be good referrals or clients or prospects for you. If I could ever open the door or make the introduction on your behalf, I'd be happy to do so. And I also couldn't help but notice that you're a golfer like I am. I'm always looking for a reason to get out of the office on a weekday So if you ever need a fourth guy for a foursome, I'm your guy, and I'll even pick up the first round of drinks at the 19th hole. Anyway, hope you're having a great start to your April. Rock on, Kev. Now, you might not talk like I talk, and that's okay. That's just the way I talk. Whether I'm talking to a Fortune 500 CEO or I'm in front of a room of 1,000 people or I'm talking to the guy sitting next to me at the bar in the airport, okay? I just talk the way I talk. It always amazes me when people say to me, Kevin, you know, you're the same way on stage that you are off stage. (laughs) I I say, well, if I wasn't, there's a word for that. It's called schizophrenia. Okay. So (laughs) I already know that 87% of the people that I send that message to are going to respond. Now, again, I'm saying this fast, but Kevin, what if they don't respond? Well, if a human being, a fully functioning, rational human being does not respond to that nice pay it forward message, that doesn't mean they're a horrible human being but I got to assume there's only two reasons why they wouldn't respond to that. Number one, they didn't get the message. It got buried in their inbox. They never saw it. Number two, they're just too busy counting their money and they they just don't want any more of it because it's a pain in their life. Okay. Now this is called Jersey sarcasm. Okay. So, so (laughs) more than likely the second reason is they just never learned proper 
polite manners that when somebody offers you something without anything in reply, even if you're not interested, the least you do is say thank you. Now, if we ever do another webinar, maybe in another webinar, I'll teach you my no jerk rule. I came up with a rule many years ago that I call my no jerk rule. You might want to write this one down. It's five words. It'll change your life. Okay. <laughs> Here's how the no jerk rule works. I don't work with jerks. Okay. You want to hear it again? You ready? Here it comes. I don't work with jerks. That's it. Seminar over. Okay. Amen, brother. Amen. So you say, so you say, but Kevin, you know, but there's a lot of jerks out. Well, here's the really good news. This would really be a problem if the only people that had money were jerks. But the world is full of wonderful, fully functioning, rational human beings that are nice people that aren't jerks. So if you enter the marketplace with a limited mindset of, I got to get you before you get me, and it's a limited sum game and all this other stuff, you're already doomed before you start. So if you have that, get rid of it. You need to understand that you are a mosquito in a nudist colony of opportunity, okay? <laughs> you are surrounded with high cotton, baby, as far as you can see in every direction. When you get up in the morning and you say, I'm going to add massive value, I'm going to get up earlier, work, out, work harder and outwork everybody, work my butt off, that's why I got no butt, I'm going to work my butt off, you never worry about business ever again. Because most people don't wake up with that attitude. Most people wake up with, oh crap, I got to go. Can I, do you mind, Tom and John, if I give for 10 seconds my definition of work? Please. Here's my definition of work. Work is getting up at a time you don't want to get up to go someplace you don't want to go, to see people you don't want to see, to do something you don't want to do for too little money. That's work. How that's what most that's just described, Kevin. That's, that's what most people do. If you're doing that, I would suggest you stop that as soon as possible, okay? So you watch these videos on all these great speakers and you take what they're saying and you will, your life will never be the same. You will operate from a pay it forward mentality and people will be beating down the door to do work with you. So now I've got Ron. So I could use Ron as an example. I'm going to shift gears, but I know that this Zoom thing is acting funny. So let's make sure that you can actually see what I'm going to pull up. Can you see my PowerPoint? Yep. Got it. Got it. Okay. Can you still see it? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to fast forward through some of this stuff because I kind of taught you that. I'm going to teach you guys the fast and dirty version of my high-tech, high-touch relationship marketing system. I normally take three hours to teach this. I'm going to teach it fast. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of gaps. But if you want to learn more about this, call me or email me. I'll be happy to help you. The first thing you want to do is you want to focus. You want to get focused on the key people that you want to create, nurture, and deepen relationships with. Most people are spreading themselves way too thin. Okay? When you now, there's lots of ways to touch millions of people through social media and newsletters and easings. But I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about being focused on a core group of people. So what I'm going to suggest you do is you really focus on 30 to 75 key people. What I'm about to teach you will never take you more than 15 minutes per day, ever. I've been doing this for 20 years. I do it every morning. I know what I'm talking about because I do it. The well, first thing second back, Kevin, because I use this system and it doesn't take me any longer than that every day. It really doesn't. And even if it did, for the kind of return that we're talking about, it's insane. But just knowing a 15-minute-a-day habit. Now, what I'm about to teach you, because I've taught this for so many years and it's the only system I use. I don't. By the way, folks, I do no traditional marketing. I do no advertising whatsoever. My business is 99% by invitation and referral only, and I can't keep up with the demand. I don't say that to be cocky. I say it as validation of this simple system. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, people always say to me, Kevin... 
it can't be that simple. And I say, actually, it is. It really is. But here's the kicker. Things that are simple to do are also simple not to do. Uh-huh. So a push-up is simple. But if I asked everybody watching this right now, how many push-ups have you done today? I'd hear, I'd hear you know, an eagle in the distance, a tumbleweed go, would go by, okay? So things that are simple to do are also simple not to do. So this system, although it will never take you more than 15 minutes a day, this will change your life. Kevin, that's a pretty big claim. You better be able to back it up. I can back it up all day long, every day, and twice on Tuesday. So the first thing you want to do is you want to identify 10 to 25 people that you would call A's. In your world, in your particular situation right now, there are people that, for whatever reason, they're the most important people right now. It could be prospects, clients, networking partners. I don't care. Don't get anal retentive about it. Get out a legal pad, write down 10 to 25 people. Now, the first thing you do, look at whatever you're using for a CRM, whether that's Outlook, Goldmine, Salesforce, Act, Redtail, LinkedIn, business cards, cocktail napkins with names written on them, whatever you're using, find the most important 10 to 25 people that you can find, okay? Put them down. Then find the second group of people, your Bs, second most important people, 10 to 25. Then get your Cs, what I call your Plutos, your Jupiters, and your Saturns in your business universe. They're not in another universe. They're still in your universe, but they don't come around as often as the Mars and the Venuses, okay? But they're still in there. If you will do that, if you will identify 30 to 75 key people and get very clear on that, you will probably do the same thing that a lot of my clients do is they call me six months later and they say, Kevin, I'm generating more revenue. I'm getting more referrals from these 30 to 75 people that I focused on versus all the other 50 bajillion Facebook friends and LinkedIn connections that I have that I couldn't pick out of a lineup. And that's pretty accurate. Once we've identified these people, we're going to create a touch system that's very simple. But when I use the word touch, some of you right now listening to me come from the world of marketing. So I want to be clear about what I mean by touch. If you currently have some form of e-zine or newsletter or something like that, keep doing it. I'm not saying to stop. But for the purposes of this example, when I use the word touch, I'm only referring to something that's 100% of interest and personal to the other person. It's not a thinly veiled sales pitch for me or my product or my service. It's always about them. And I'll give you a couple of examples in a few moments. We're going to touch our A's twice a month, 15 days. We're going to touch our B's once a month, and we're going to touch our C's once a quarter. If you're doing this with 30 to 75 people and it's sequenced out, this is never going to take you more than 15 minutes a day because you're not going to touch all 75 on one day, right? right? So it's all sequenced out and it's simple. Now, I probably should have said in the beginning Don't take this as gospel. The way I do this might be a little different than the way you would do it. So just take from it what you what what resonates for you and put the rest back on the shelf. Okay, I'm just showing you how I do it. I want you to take the principle behind this, not be dogmatic about I have to do it exactly the way Kev does it. So if I meet John Ramstead somewhere, I meet John in an airport, I meet John wherever I meet John. The first thing I do is when I identify that he's a good prospect for me, I don't jump on him like a pit bull on a mailman. That's what most people do. Most people, what they do is they go do what I call kissing on the first date. Most people in business not only kiss on the first date, they're using tongue, okay? So that's why they're scrambling so hard to get business and they never get their calls returned. I meet John Ramstead somewhere, we strike up a conversation and I can identify that he's a good prospect, but I'm not going to jump on him and try and you know, prospect him. 
I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, you got to be cool. It's all about conversation, right? So I meet John somewhere and he strikes me as a good guy that might be a prospect, or maybe he's that Ron guy that I found on LinkedIn. However, somebody comes across my path, and that could happen in a million different ways. When I identify somebody that I want to create a relationship with, I put them into the system as an A, a B, or a C. Okay? Now, if you notice what I'm saying, what I'm really saying is 180 degrees opposite of traditional marketing. Traditional marketing is throw a lot of mud on the wall, hopefully something's going to stick, and then sell the people that stick, sell them something. What I'm saying turns that on its head and says, wait a minute, now that we have tools like LinkedIn, where I can identify people almost down to eye color, zip code, industry, job title, what college they went to, all this other stuff, why in the world would I throw mud on the wall? So if I can identify my best prospects, once I can identify them, which I already showed you how to do and set up safe searches so LinkedIn will do it for you while you're sleeping, then the question becomes, how do I get their attention? And this is what I keep coming back to. You get their attention by paying it forward. Kevin, I just want to jump in with a quick question um, because I love LinkedIn and I've seen some of the parts that you're describing. Um, and I can't imagine how I could narrow it down to so few people. So I'm thinking there's got to be other people on this, on this uh, call right now that are thinking the same thing. How do you decide how to narrow it down to 25 people? It's a great question. And again, you might do this a little different than the way I do it, Tom. Sure. My experience is, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a financial advisor on the phone with me earlier today, and I was teaching him. He's uh, one of my private coaching clients. Okay. We were at a point in the coaching where I was teaching him this system, ironically, earlier today. Okay. He asked the same exact question. He said, Kev, I've got about 100 people that I would consider A's. And I said to him, actually, you don't. I said, if I put a gun to your head, and I said, find me the top 10 to 25 of those 100 that you're so sure are A's, you would be able to identify 10 to 25. And he went, yeah, I would. Hmm. And I said, and the one number 26 would be your first B. Got it. And then when you get to 50, that would be your C. Okay. So yeah. again, it's, it's a fast answer. But if no, you but I love that. I love that. What you're basically saying is don't expand the list. Your model, your model, I agree, I agree you can be flexible, but you're saying just take it your most important. 25 and then shift the rest down the list. You got it. Yeah. And Tom is an example. When I started working with Kevin, my list that I was working on was yep. over 400 people. And I was trying to stay in touch with all 400 people. And I was just really kind of spreading my results thin. There's no way you can really develop authentic relationships with that many people. And, and, I, and I went through this process with Kevin, um, got it into these buckets. And I got to tell you, it, it was, that was the inflection point. Love it. Yeah, the, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of paradox in this. And, and I've, I've I, by the way, just on a random tangent, I love paradox. It's a great wine. It's a great I love, love paradox. Par a matter of fact, I've noticed that anything that's paradox in nature, paradoxical, is by definition spiritual. Ooh. But that's a, diff that's a conversation for another time. So I've come to realize that paradox is actually a good indicator of a much deeper thing that's going on. Okay. So what's interesting, and here's the paradox of our Mach 5 society. We're constantly being taught faster, bigger, faster, stronger, boom, boom, go, go, go. When I say this, don't think I'm naive because I'm not naive. And there's a much longer explanation behind this. Every single 
client you've ever brought on, every single date you've ever gone on, every person you've ever married, every relationship you've ever created, you've ever had or ever will have, will always come back to a conversation one-on-one. And that's the irony. Our society, we have so been trained to be touch 50 million people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Go touch 50 million people. But if you think for a second that you're going to be able to create, nurture, and deepen a relationship with 50 million people, you are delirious. Yep. And here's the irony. You don't have, you probably, you listening to me right now, you probably don't have to have as many clients as you might think to generate an extremely profitable lifestyle if you're really creating, nurturing, and deepening relationships that lead to long-term relationships and referrals. But the paradox is it looks like, oh my God, I need more clients. No, you need deeper relationships with the clients that lead to your ideal clients. Okay? But that's a conversation for another time. So it's, it's, it's the whole less is more. Okay? So now that I've identified these 30 to 75 people, I'm going to touch them. So let's say that I met John in an airport. I don't jump on him like a pit bull on a mailman, even though I can see that he's a good prospect. And even though he knows he's a good prospect based on what we both told each other what we do for a living. Okay? I get home later that night, and I'm going to put him into this simple touch system. I'm going to email him the next day, and I'm going to say, hey, John, it was great meeting you in the airport. If you ever come through Colorado, pretending he doesn't live in Colorado or whatever. You know, if you ever come through Colorado, let me know. We'll grab a cup of coffee, rock on, Kev. Notice how I didn't say in there, the best best compliment for me is a referral to your friends and neighbors and all this other slick salesy kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. it's, not, it's not about me. It's about John. Now in the old days, I used to use a Franklin planner. Well, it's still the old days because I still use a Franklin planner. Okay. <laughs> My audiences laugh at me because I speak all around the world and talk on LinkedIn and all this social media stuff, but I'm an eight track player in the world of iPods. I'm still using a paper planner. So in the old days I would write into the paper planner. If I made John an A I'd email him today, 15 days from now on the to-do list, I would say personal note, John. 15 days beyond that, I would say phone call, John. 15 days beyond that, I would say drop by if possible, John. And then 15 days after that, I'd say email. And I would just rotate the list. Now, I'm going to show you in a few minutes, if we have time, and if we don't, tell me, guys. I'll show you an online system that automates the entire thing for you, okay? But here, if I make John an A, I'm just going to create this sequence 15 days apart. If I make him a B, 30 days apart, if he's a C... I email him today, 90 days from now, I send him a note, 90 days from now, I make a phone call. But let me walk, so I've effectively just taught you the entire system, but I'm going to give you a couple of examples because it helps if you see some examples. I email him today, just polite, nice meeting you in the airport. If you ever come through Colorado, let me know, rock on Kev. He either responds or he doesn't. 15 days go by. It says, Kevin, send John a personal note. Kevin, you're telling me that you send people a note with a stamp on it? Folks, if, if you got hit in the head tomorrow and the only thing you remembered from this webinar was what I'm, that what I'm about to tell you, this would make the whole thing worth it. If you said to me, Kevin, what is the number one most profitable, profitable, what's the number one most profitable habit you have ever developed in business in 51 years of being alive? Here's how I would answer that question. The number one most profitable habit I have ever developed without beyond the shadow of a doubt. There's not even a close number two. Every single morning, I write at least 10 handwritten cards. And I'm not talking about war and peace. It takes me no more than 30 seconds to write them. (laughs) But that habit 
has put millions of dollars through my business. I have a client in Connecticut who has paid me over a quarter of a million dollars in the last two years. And if you asked him, why did you hire him and why do you continue to hire him? He would tell you it came from seven postcards. Seven postcards that have put over a quarter of a million dollars in my pocket. So there's nothing I do that has put more money in my pocket and in my client's pocket than the habit of writing a simple note card at least in a day. So I send a note to Tom. So Kevin, when like Tom, the first day I had a conversation with Kevin, a year and a half ago, two days later, I get in the mail a card that was basically this kind of format. And I saw this and I heard his system. I went to Vistaprint and had these printed. I've now had three boxes of these printed and use what he's talking about. And I got to tell you, anybody listening, handwritten notes will differentiate you, build relationships faster than anything because nobody is doing it that I know of. I probably get one or two a month and I'm talking to a lot of people. Well, and that's becoming more and more of a disparaging gap, right, Kevin? This is not like it's becoming more obvious. I, I learned this strategy when I worked for Dale Carnegie in the 80s. And it was game changing for me in the eighties. Now I can't even imagine uh, the application today. Here's the the best news of all. The bar is set so low (laughs) that when you just do something even slightly above average, you look like a rock star. Okay. And you know what? There's a habit I've stopped doing. Gosh, darn it. I love this call. Tom, you're, you're only the millionth guy that said to me, you know what, Kev, I used to do that. And I go, well, you know, it's kind of like getting, it's kind of like getting older. It's like, it's like gaining weight and losing hair. You don't notice. And then one day you wake up and you look in the mirror and you go, dad, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't notice it day to day, day to day. You're like, oh, I look pretty good. Right. All of a sudden you look at a picture from 10 years ago and you go, wow, it must've been a rough 10 years. Right. So, so sometimes we fall out of the habits that got us the success. See, that's why I say things like I'm simple. Quick tactical question on this. Where do you find the addresses? Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what you're thinking of this just here, but where do you find the addresses for the people you just met? Well, for a lot of people, you'll find it on LinkedIn, but they have this new thing called the internet. Okay. It's going to be big. And, and if you go on the internet, you can Google almost anything. And uh, let, let me, let me ask it to you, Tom. If I was going to give you a hundred dollars for you to find my address, could you find it? Yeah. In about 10 seconds. So really, really it comes down to how bad do you want it? Right. That's okay. why I say timid salespeople have skinny kids gotcha. right? because people, people are like, Oh man, I don't know if I have the effort for that. Well, you better go get a job where you're asking people if they want fries with that. Okay. Because if you're going to, if you're going to make it, you're going to make an impact. If you're going to make an impact for the kingdom, if you're going to make a difference, if you're going to help people and you're going to pay it forward, you're going to treat the least of these like your brother, you're not going to do it by sitting on your butt watching survivor on TV. Right. right? Love you're it. Gonna get up and you're going to make a difference in people's lives. So not you, Tom, but other people. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah. so I send the personal. Would you, would you like fries with that, Kevin? Though I just <laughs> so 15 days later, it says phone call. So I still have a couple minutes, guy, or am I over? You do. And I love your philosophy about how you do your phone calls. We got nine minutes, so take all the time you need, even 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love you guys. All right. So, so summit. This oh, is cool. Is this gold or not? Look, the, the, everyone's nodding their heads. They're saying it's gold. We love you too, man. And that's not just the beer talking. I, 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 you. Uh, you know, I always tell people, I use the L word in business all the time. And if you can't handle it, tough, right? So I, I love you guys. So, so then I wake up in the morning and it says, phone call, to, phone call John. Now, folks, you might not want to do this because I'm a little crazy. But being a little crazy is good because it gives you a big leash. 
right? So I tell people, don't be too sane all the time because then people expect all kinds of sane behavior. Have fun so that when you kind of goof around a little bit, they don't freak out, okay? So it's important for you to be, adults are just kids with long, hairy legs, all right? So (laughs) I wake up in the morning and it says, call John. Now, this is how I would do it, but you might not want to do it this way. I wake up in the morning, I look at my calendar, it says, call John. I say, all right, time to call John. This is how the voicemail is going to go because he's probably not going to answer the phone. Nobody answers the phone anymore. So the voicemail voicemail is going to go like this. Hey, John, Kevin Knebel here. I'm sitting in a hotel room in Tampa getting ready to jump on stage at a conference and I'm flipping through the channels on ESPN and I just saw something about Denver and you popped into my head. And I have this crazy habit that when I think of somebody, I pick up the phone and I call them. I don't know. I figure it's a God thing. Anyway, I hope you're doing great. I got to go. I got to jump on the stage. Rock on, brother. Happy March. Uh, Don't forget to drink green beer. See you. Bye. Click. Now you're thinking, Kevin, you really leave voicemail messages like that? Folks, I have left a bajillion voicemail messages. They don't forget me. All right. But you might not want to do it that way. You might want to be a little more professional. Hey, I was just thinking about you. Notice the business card that you gave me back at the airport. Whatever you want to say. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) What did you say with that second example, Kevin? I lost you. Exactly. So let's do my last one, which is the drop by, which is my favorite, which I never do anymore because I travel too much. See, in the old days when I had when I was an outside salesperson in corporate sales, I did every single one of these touches every day. Now, because I travel all around the world every week, I really, between you and I, folks, just between you and me, don't tell anybody this, between you and me, I really only ever do the email and the personal note anymore. It's just, it's all I ever do because I travel too much. But you could do any combination of these. But I used to love the drop-bys. So let's do the drop-by real quick. Now, you can only do this if you're in a geographic location that's close to the person, okay? So let's pretend I live close to John. And let's pretend John has an office. I would never do this in somebody's house, Okay, but let's pretend John has an office. Now, there's a little bit of a gamble in this, but, you know, get some guts. So what I do here is I wake up in the morning and it says drop by John. Now, I drink a lot of coffee, so I know where all the coffee shops are. So I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to get two cups of coffee and I'm going to show up at John's office. Okay, unannounced, no appointment. I walk in. Here's how it goes down. I walk in. I walk right. I'm only thing I'm carrying is two cups of coffee. No, no binder, nothing to scream salesperson, no briefcase, no legal pad, nothing. Two cups of coffee. I walk in, I walk right up to the front desk and I say, hi, my name's Kevin Knebel. I'm sorry, what's your name? And the lady says Linda or the guy says Bob, whatever. Hey, Linda, my name's Kevin Knebel. I don't have an appointment. I'm actually on my way to a meeting on the other side of town, but I knew I was going to be swinging through this part of town anyway. So I wanted to drop something off for John. Is he available for 45 seconds? I'm in a hurry. And she says, no, John's not even here. I say, great. Where's he at? Oh, he's on vacation in the Bahamas. Great, Linda. Do you drink coffee? Yes, I do. This coffee's for you. If you remember when he comes back, tell him I said, hi, I'll drop by another time. We're going to do it again. This time, John's going to be in. I walk in, two cups of coffee, walk up to the front desk. Hi, my name's Kevin Canelo. I'm sorry, what's your name? My name's Linda. Hey, Linda, I don't have an appointment. I'm actually on my way to a meeting on the other side of town, but I knew I was going to be swinging through this part of town anyway, and I wanted to drop off something for John. I've only got about 45 seconds. Is he available real quick? She goes, yeah, let me grab him real fast. John comes out. Hey, John, Kevin Canelo. I hand him the cup of coffee. He shakes my hand, and I say this to him. Hey, John. I don't have an appointment. I'm actually on my way to a meeting on the other side of town, but I was at Starbucks. I was getting a cup of coffee. I knew I was going to come through this part of town. So I picked you up a frappa, maca, laca, chaka, whatever. Anyway, this is for you. Enjoy. I wish I had time to talk. I don't. I got to go see it. And I run out the door. Ha! Ha! Now, 
all the sales trainers watching this right now are saying, Kevin, you're an idiot. You had the prospect in front of you. You should have had, nope, homie, don't play that. I didn't have an appointment. Professionals work by appointment. Yep. Professionals do what amateurs don't. That's why professionals live like amateurs won't. Okay. So what I do is, and if all of a sudden I have two hours free, when I just told him I have 45 seconds, how much of a liar am I there? Right. So, so I run out, but here's what's going through John's head. (laughs) John's thinking to himself, he's playing back the last 60 days in his head. And he's going, I met this guy in an airport. And when it was apparent that I'm the kind of person he typically does business with, he never jumped on me like a pit bull on a mailman. That alone differentiated me from 99% of the people out there, by the way, all the people with the commission breath. Okay. So number one, (laughs) did you say commission breath? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever notice? Did you ever notice? We turned off smell of vision on these system today. Did you, did you ever notice? Did you ever notice? Did you ever notice that the people with the worst breath never seem to know that they have the worst breath? That is so true. And you're talking to them. You're kind of like, oh, um, yeah, good point. Got to go. And all the salespeople who think they're so clever and they won't know that I'm being salesy. Oh, they know. They know. When when somebody's really connecting with you and having fun in a lighthearted yet professional way, Hmm. that's a whole different feeling than they're not telling me something because the other shoe's about to drop or it's, it's, it's all about feeling, folks. Right. It's all about all things being equal. People do business with and refer business to people who they know, like, and trust. Yeah. So what John's thinking right now is you're thinking, I met this guy who didn't jump on me like a pit bull on a mailman. And he just sent me a nice email saying it was nice to meet you in the airport. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a note in the mail. Who still sends notes? And then I get this crazy voicemail message about him being in a hotel room in Tampa or something. And he's thinking he saw something on ESPN. What the heck was that all about? And now I'm standing here holding a cup of coffee and I have family members that don't even remember my birthday. And this guy is delivering coffee to my office. Uh And here's my point. Unless John has deep psychological issues (laughs) and he may, he may, we've all met some walking brain donors. Okay. Unless John has deep psychological issues, you know what he's doing right now? He's starting to like Kev. Yeah. Because he's thinking, I got family members that don't even remember my birthday, and this guy's delivering coffee to my office. Now, I'm giving you the fast version of this, folks, but what I'm really showing you is that there are very easy ways that are fun to stay top of mind and to just break through all the noise that everybody else out there is doing. So what I found in my life over the last 20, 25 years in creating the system is that the 30 to 75 people that I have in my system at any given point in time, and by the way, this is the system I use. My entire multi-six-figure business that has me in the top 3% of U.S. income earners is entirely managed by just managing 30 to 75 relationships at any point in time with no marketing, no advertising. Now, again, what I do might be a little different than you, but the principles are applicable, Mm -hmm. okay? So this simple system is the most elegant and fun way that I've noticed to stay top of mind with the most important people that I should be staying top of mind with. I don't know if I have 60 seconds left to show you an online system that automates it and gives you all the content to send them, or should we save that for another day? It's like the NFL, Kevin. We just texted back and forth. We're going into overtime. (laughs) 
We're going into overtime. We haven't right. done this any other call on the entire summit, but we're going into overtime because you, here's the thing. Part of my frustration is actionable information that doesn't get applied. And if, I know this last piece will help us apply it. So let's go there. Let's take a few minutes and let's show people because, um, you know, I first off, I beat myself up over and over because I use LinkedIn like crazy when I first got exposed to it very effectively. And in the last couple of years, I got lazy and stopped using it. So part of this is mainly to beat myself up. Really. It's just a self-indulgence. So indulge me, Kevin. And, well, and, there, and there's so many people that, you know, you might see somebody good on LinkedIn or you get that connection request. You don't know what to do next. Right. And, you know, one of the things, Kevin, maybe you can even touch on this, right? I got, I, I've been using your, just in the last week, I've gotten 10 new connection requests. So I write them just a nice note back to saying, hey, why did you connect with me? What can I do to serve you forward? Yeah. Um, this is our, my first touch point with these people. And that's my response using Kevin's, you know, hearing the music. And out of the, just that 10 people this week, I have three people that scheduled an inquiry call to talk to me about working with me as a coach. And it was our first touch point because nobody is even doing the simple things. And if you look at the touches, like the drop buys, one of my favorite clients, we've developed an amazing relationship. He's given me three referrals. It was on my third drop by that I found a, a book that I thought would be really helpful to him. And I wrote an inscription and I highlighted a chapter that I thought he'd really like, because you can have fun with this. Or like Kevin, you mentioned opera. What if I came by and, and, and gave you a CD or an eight track, because I know you're an eight track kind of guy, of, of your face. <laughs> don't, don't make me spew water out through my nose. That's not polite. But what, are, you know, you can have fun with this stuff. You make it your own, but you're doing things that are all about them. That's, that's really what I love about this. And so, and now, now I, I, let's talk about how to put this in the, into practice. Okay. But yeah. And thank you for saying that. Cause I could give you examples all day long of, somebody that did this and picked up $6 million in new business in, in 30 days. And it, you know, it, it's, it's so out of the norm. So I'm going to show you very quickly. I'm going to take you guys to a website called refer.com. If you choose to use this, you're going to want to go to refer.com slash Kevin Knebel, not because I'm going to get a $5 a month override as an affiliate, which I will, but that's not why I'm telling you to do it. I'm telling you to do it that way is because there will be extra features and benefits that would not be available to you just at refer.com. Okay, so let me let me make sure so that we'll, I, put the, we'll put the link in the chat box here. Everyone that's live, you'll see the links right below. So what I do every morning is I go to refer.com. That's me. That's my affiliate page. That's me in front of an audience in Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay, so what I do here is I log in, and what 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 refer.com effectively is is it's a CRM. Now refer will integrate. It'll sync with LinkedIn. It'll sync with Gmail and all these other things. This is not designed to be a deep tutorial. I'm just going to give you a fast overview on what this does, okay? So what I do is I log into my refer.com account. Now, you can set this up a hundred different ways, but I'm simple. I know you've heard me say that. I literally only do an ABC system. So what you're looking at right now, this is my real business. I have 25 people right now in my A's, 38 in my B's, and 18 in my C. I'm not managing 500. I'm not getting on this webinar and saying, do as I say, but not as I do. Mm. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to teach it to you. I only teach what I know. That way I don't have to remember anything, right? It's beautiful. It's a great way to live life, right? <laughs> tell, the, tell the truth, right? So, so here uh, you can see. So let me give you an example. You can put somebody in or you can sync it, whatever you want to do. You can break it down to clients, prospects. I don't even go that far. I just keep A, B, and C. So I wake up in the morning and the system will t notify you when it's time to touch a particular person, okay? 
Don't worry about, I'm not going to give you all the nuances of that. It doesn't matter. Let me give you a real life example of how I did, how I've done this. I speak all around the world. So I have lots of people in the audience. I don't know who they are. I have a guy call me up and say, Kevin, I heard you on stage. I think that my company might want to hire you to speak at our top producer meeting in Maui. When somebody calls me and says, Kevin, we're thinking about paying you to come to Maui and talk. I don't know about you. That's, makes an, it a. that's an A or a B in my world, baby. Okay. So, <laughs> but, but I don't know who the guy is. So the guy's name is Andrew. Some guy calling me up and I go, okay, who the heck is it? So one tip you want to take away from this webinar is you always want to have a LinkedIn tab open on your computer so that when you get an email from somebody you don't know, or you've got a meeting in 30 minutes and you see the name of the people that are going to be in the meeting, go look at their LinkedIn profile. So you know who they are, right? So I got this guy, Andrew Gentilomo saying, Kevin, we're thinking about hiring you to speak in Maui. The first thing I do is I go to refer.com and I create a contact for Andrew. It takes me no more than five seconds. I put his name in, I put his email address in, blah, blah, blah. Then I go look at his LinkedIn profile. He's in Roanoke, Virginia. So I go into refer and I type as an interest, Roanoke, Virginia. Then I always look for where did they go to college? He went to Christian Brothers University and he also went to Hofstra. So I go back to refer, Christian Brothers Hofstra. I go, what else can I learn about this guy? See, this goes back to an hour ago when we started this webinar, mm -hmm. when I made the comment that when they first turned on LinkedIn, I just about fell out of my chair because all of the information that it would have taken me six to 12 months to learn about this individual, he's telling me on his LinkedIn profile. The first day I got on Facebook in 2008, I started visibly twitching. I was like, ah, because I'm looking at, you know, little Johnny's hitting the baseball out of the park and Johnny and Bill over here is telling me he likes Molly Hatchet and Susie's telling me she likes macrame. They're telling me all this stuff that I would never know otherwise, which, by the way, just goes back to Dale Carnegie's take a sincere interest in other people. OK, so I see he, like, he's a professional soccer coach. I put all this stuff into refer. It takes me 60 seconds. Roanoke Patriots Christian Brothers Soccer. I wake up in the morning. There's a red line around his name, which means, Kevin, it's time to touch Andrew. And all I do is I say, how do I want to touch Andrew? Do I want to send him an email? Do I want to text him through this system? Do I want to call him and leave a message and just take notes? I left a message mentioning blah, 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 blah. Do I want to drop by his office and drop off donuts? I drop by his office and dropped off donuts. Do I want to send him a card in the mail? So watch this. You're going to love this, folks. I say, you know what? I'm going to email him. But what am I going to email him about? It has to be 100% about the other person. Uh -huh. Well, I already know what he's interested in. I just go to add value item and I say, here's the things that I tagged him with. Roanoke, New England Patriots. Well, there's this new thing called the internet. It's going to be big. I go up here and I hit New England Patriots and linked and refer goes out to Google. And oh, I love it. Yeah, on the New England so Patriots. Or I say, you know what? I, I, I touched him with something on that last month. Let's do soccer. So I, go, I can go to anywhere I want to go. I can look at a preview of the link. So just for the sake of time, I'm going to hit quick insert. It automatically inserts it into the body of the email. But Kevin, what do I say? You're really good on your feet, Kev. You come up with clever things to say. I can't think as fast as you. Oh, don't worry about that. Let's go to suggested messages. There's dozens of them. So I'll go to, let's say, keeping in touch. And we'll go to one called, you came up. How about thought of you when I saw this? Pre-populates his name puts it all in there. I can change the words. I can change anything I want to change. Anybody that knows me knows that I would never write regards because I'm kind of weird. I'm a couple fresh out of a happy meal. So I always end everything with to your clarity and 
My computer's a little high. Clarity and massive success. Kev, give me a quick second. I always, this is kind of a Kevinism. If you ever get an email from me or anything like that, here's somebody that sent that I sent a card to that can't believe it. He posted on my Facebook wall an hour ago. Okay. <laughs> so, so here, does this stuff work, folks? Yeah, it works really well. Okay. So here I take my little smiley face. I go back to refer. I put my little smiley in there because that's, that's a Kev thing. And I take this and I put in the subject line, interesting soccer article. Now, let me ask, this is a rhetorical question for everybody on mute. How many of you are sending scintillating voicemails and emails and direct mail pieces, which are really nothing more than thinly veiled sales pitches, and you're leaving all these scintillating things that are really about you, and you're not getting your calls returned, and you're not getting appointments, and you're wondering why people are in the witness relocation program. <laughs> when I can send this message, I can blind carpet copy myself if I want. I will tell you, folks, I've been doing this for a long time. My response rate on this is like 90%. Why wouldn't it be? Because nobody else in Andrew's world is sending Andrew something about something that he has an interest in without a sales pitch attached to it. But Kevin, when do I talk about business? How do I convert it to business? Folks, that's a rookie question. You know what rookie salespeople do? They role play. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you've been in sales for a long time, you don't really need to role play. You could develop a sixth sense. So the rookie salesperson says, okay, the prospect says this, you say that. The prospect says this, you say that. Let me ask you, John, you're married, right? Yep. When did you know it was the right time to kiss your wife the first time? How did you know? Well, I knew it was the right time that first day, but it took her three months to agree with me. <laughs> so, the, so the answer to the question is, the answer to the question, you just knew. Yep. You just knew. Just knew. So what most people do is they override that gut feeling. Mm. That Usually it shows up as commission rep. Okay. <clears throat> I got to close the deal. I got a mortgage to pay. I got to close this deal. The prospect will never know that I'm desperate. Oh, they know you're desperate. Because desperate salespeople never talk about soccer. People that are interested in building a relationship never take the time to say, tell me about what it was like at Hofstra. But people that are cool, and it's not some you know mind game, but people that realize, wait a minute, my success comes down to paying it forward and building sincere, authentic, heart-centered relationships. They don't have all the evidence of a sped up, let me get to the product or service. They're cool. They're relaxed because yep. they're, they're just, they understand that they're a mosquito in a nudist colony of opportunity. Mm. So this system is unbelievably effective, but only if you have the mindset of paying it forward. That's why I tell people, if you're a Gordon Gecko type person, if you've ever seen Wall Street, you remember Gordon Gecko, he was a jerk. He'd sell his mother for a dollar. If you're the kind of person that really doesn't sincerely care about other people, and of course that's not you, you wouldn't be watching this if it was you. If you're the kind of person that doesn't care about people, do not use my principles, my strategies, and my routines. Because once people figure out you're a liar, not only will they not work with you, they'll tell all their friends not to work with you. So this is only for people that sincerely want to pay it forward and do the right thing, and at the same time, don't mind getting well compensated for it. 
So this is not for the average person, the average salesperson, because the average person in business, whether you're a CEO, an entrepreneur, solopreneur, sales, doesn't matter to me. The average person out there isn't thinking from a pay it forward mentality. And by the way, they have all the evidence to prove that they're not thinking from a pay it forward mentality. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be real Jersey and then I'm going to shut up. Okay. Folks, business has a karma to it. And if you don't remember anything else, remember this. Karma is not a bitch unless you are. (laughs) (laughs) But when you pay it forward, that doesn't mean life's going to be a bed of roses. It doesn't mean you're not going to get your teeth kicked in every once in a while. You will. That's life. Mm -hmm. But if you're adding so much value to people, you just can't help but have some of it come around and hit you in the back of the head. So when people say, Kevin, I need to make more money, I have a very simple answer for that. Well, you just need to provide more value. Hmm. Kevin, I need more money. Provide more value. Next question. Right. So if, if you're looking to grow your business, it's going to, what it's going to take to get to the next level is it's going to take more value. Because money is an echo of value. And if you want to make a lot of money, for whatever reason, there's nothing wrong with that. Just go provide one heck of a lot of value and you'll create a karma and you'll create just a a tribe around you because when you function this way in the business world, you can't help but create a tribe, but you're not doing it to create a tribe. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's just that the natural byproduct of showing up this way in the marketplace is that a tribe starts to follow you without you even trying to create a tribe. It's the natural byproduct of operating at this level. I threw a lot at you guys. Did that make sense? Uh, Kevin, I can't think of a better way to start out this day on building your drive. Uh, I mean, this is, this is heart centered leadership um, put into action, how to serve others. You know uh, I know we both share the same faith, you know, and as Christians, how do we, you know, treat others the way that we want to be treated and serve the world the way that we want to serve and add value the way that we want to value back to us. And regardless of your faith, those principles are just universal. And, you know, I've, I've, when I started my practice, I was only able to work 15 hours a week because of my accident. I I'm only can work 20 to 25 hours a week and I've exceeded every one of my expectations and a big part of that, and a big personal thank you to you, Kevin. <clears throat> Kevin is actually uh, applying what you just shared to the thousands of the people listening here. So, how, you know, how do people get in touch with you? I know you talked about before about an offer. I would really encourage people to learn more about Kevin. Uh, I've referred a number of people to you. Your training is just outstanding. But how, what, what's the best follow-up for people? Now, well, thank you. And it is about principles, people. It doesn't matter what your faith is. Gravity works the same for Jews as it works for Christians, right? Yep. Gravity works the same way for Muslims as it works for Buddhists. Gravity is gravity. That's why it's called a principle, okay? So the easiest way, because now I'm no longer in the witness relocation program, the easiest way is www.kevinkenevel.com. Knevel is five letters, K-N-E-B-L. Could I please buy another vowel? kevinkenevel.com. Please feel free to sign up to my weekly newsletter, which is not by any means a thinly veiled sales pitch. It's full of content every week that you can use in your business that comes from this pay it forward mentality and social selling and relationship marketing. 
Please feel free to sign up for my newsletter. Please feel free to send me a LinkedIn invitation mentioning that you saw this webinar. I have about 33 million third degree connections. So when I accept your LinkedIn invitation, that's going to add about 7.5 million connections to your account. You may or not, may not fully understand that yet. That's an early Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and Festivus gift. <laughs> Festivus for the Seinfeld fans. Yes. So send me a LinkedIn invitation. Please feel free to follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back. If you want to follow my 24-hour-a-day cocktail party on my Facebook wall, there is a 24-7, 365 cocktail party going on my Facebook wall, which is a ball. And if I can ever help you, feel free to ask me. I'll be happy to help you. And as a gift for attending this, please email me at kevin at kevincanevel.com and say, Kevin, please send me your LinkedIn profile optimization cheat sheet, which has all kinds of tips to make your profile look world-class. And while you're at it, Kevin, throw in all of your LinkedIn templates that you normally charge people $100 for. Folks, I don't want your $100. I want to pay it forward. So email me and say, send me your LinkedIn profile optimization cheat sheet and send me your all your LinkedIn templates that you normally charge $100 for. And because I love Tom and I love John, by extension, I love you. Take it, run with it, have fun with it. And if I can ever help you, I'm happy to help. Oh, that's just outstanding. Thank you so much, Kevin. Now, for those watching live, it's in the chat box. Just pop up the chat box. You can see all that right there. Copy and paste it because when this meeting ends, it disappears. For those watching the replay, it's right below the video. You'll see all of that copy right below the video. Um, that is outstanding. Thanks uh, so much, Kevin, once again, on behalf of John and I and, and everyone attending the Strategic Philanthropy Global Summit. We are so glad you made this a priority. Uh, we know you have choices, and we know that uh, fitting this in required some juggling. So thank you for that, and we sincerely appreciate it. Thank you, guys. God bless. If you'd like to learn more about Kevin, his blog, his fantastic newsletter that John and I highly recommend and we both subscribe to, just go to eternalleadership.com slash 113. That's eternalleadership.com slash 113. This edition of Eternal Leadership has been brought to you by Halftime Institute. In 1994, Bob Buford penned the book Halftime moving from success to significance. And in more than 21 years since then, more than three quarters of a million copies have been sold. It's touched baby boomers in the 90s and is now touching the lives of both Gen Xers who are in that midlife season, asking, is this all there is? As well as baby boomers, again, who are now searching for significance in retirement. To get a free copy of the book, just go to eternalleadership.com slash halftime. And after you read the book, if you have any questions, you can have a no-obligation one hour of halftime coaching. Eternalleadership.com slash halftime. You can't beat getting a free bestseller. For John Ramstead, I'm Steve Ryder, and thank you for listening to Eternal Leadership.